most people think like, oh, I can't do that. I always have been the opposite of like, why can't I? I've always thought I can do anything if I just put my mind to it. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So today my guest is Christian Hutchin. Let me talk a little bit about Christian. Christian is a mom, a wife, and a speaker by day, bartender, and comedian at night. Christian has also a weekly show interviewing everyday people where she helps and inspire people with positivity and humor. How are you today, Christian? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity once again. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, about your history? Okay, sure. Um, I grew up in the Boston area in Massachusetts in America, and I know there's people from all over that are watching. And um, it was, my parents got divorced when I was a little girl. So my mom was a single mom of three little girls. And she was a really um, strong woman who taught us a lot of really great life lessons. So she was probably like my, my role model and my first hero and my only hero. <laughs> and um, so she just really was great at like letting us be ourselves. We were all very different girls, but she didn't make us try to be the same person. So I learned a lot of really um, strong lessons from a very young age, self-confidence, um, being myself. She would always encourage us to not be a follower, to be a leader, to walk to the beat of our own drum. So she gave me a lot of the confidence that I needed to just be who I wanted to be. And I've kind of taken that throughout my whole life. And um, that's, that's like my, my, my little synopsis of my early years. And it's beautiful. I wanted to ask you because I saw uh, the first time that I saw you, let me tell you, it was in the program uh, with Gary V for the ones that uh-huh. no, don't know him. A uh, great digital marketer and I think it's a great person. And uh, you talk a little bit uh, about uh, the role of your mother in your life, like Mm -hmm. how important it is. How important do you think like it's the role of parenting uh, to a child to to make them a, a better human being? I think it's really important. I think a lot of people in their adulthoods, a lot of times trying to fix problems from their childhood. So I think parents can either really, they can really inspire their children and and give them the confidence that they need, or they can also over control them. They don't think, learn how to think for themselves, or they can also sometimes be the negative thing that a lot of people are trying to work through years later. So I was very blessed to have a mom that understood who I was and let me be who I wanted to be and didn't try to put me into a mold and didn't try to like control me and push me into a certain way. She kind of really understood me. I was creative. I was wacky. I was an individual. I, I was challenging. I, would, I was curious. And she just would allow you to kind of find your own way. But you had to deal with the consequences of whatever you did. So she would say, you have to make your own choices. But then if you make a bad choice, you'll understand why that wasn't a good choice. Do you know what I mean? So you yes. really learned how to learn your inner, inner you learned how to learn your gut instinct. You learn how to trust yourself, which is so important because so many people don't know how to trust themselves. They spend years on someone's couch talking to them, trying to work through that process of how to, how to like think for themselves or, or, or follow their gut. So I was very blessed to have that influence at a very young age. Man, you, you touch in a topic that I want to approach, the importance of uh, listening to, to yourself, to your gut. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I already understood that part of it, it comes with, with the role of your mother that she implements that in your life. Yeah. How do you think that we can improve now that this, that, 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 <laughs> how to improve that skill set? Capacity, exactly. I think it's a process. I think a lot of, if you don't have it naturally, you have to kind of learn how to do it. And then it's a process. It's almost like, you know, when you go to the gym and you're lifting, you want to get muscles and you're lifting weights and you're trying to see the arm muscles come. Listening to your gut is something that takes time. You're going to have to be comfortable with um, making mistakes, uh, you know, failing, um, maybe losing certain people, people's friendships. Because, you know, listening to your gut goes with you being true to yourself. It's not always easy for people because I think we're, I think we're, I think we're programmed the wrong way. We're programmed to be people pleasers and follow the main path, which is the complete opposite of what it is to think for yourself and be yourself. You know what I mean? Like standing, like doing what works for you doesn't always work for everybody else. So it's very lonely. So you almost have to kind of get comfortable with, you know, not being liked or not, not being like, yay for everything you say. And the sooner you start doing that, you start to build it up. But then once you learn how to follow your gut or find out what works for you, it's almost like the world opens up because then everything gets so much easier because you make choices that work for you. You don't hang around with people that don't work for you. You don't stay in that job you don't like. You start making choices that kind of like bring better. So it's almost like you have to go through, it's almost like you have to tear it down and rebuild it. So it's kind of a process. And I love it. I love your idea. Like the, the, you have to build down to rebuild it. It's it's so true. Like to find your, I kind <clears throat> to find your pet. I think yeah, it's it's and yeah, like sometimes you just have to distance yourself and like it's your own pet. You have to listen to yourself. I think it's so important. And it's let's go a, a little bit backwards. Uh, mm-hmm. How was your experience in New York? Oh, that was a great experience. Talking about, you know, I already had a strong sense of self before I went there, luckily, because obviously why would I pack all my shit and move there at 22, not really knowing anybody but my cousin. But the thing is, is that it was a desire that I always pictured myself living there. So I just kind of had to do it. And um, I, I heard somebody talk about that the other day. I, I was watching an interview the other day and somebody said like, it's called like burning your bridge or burning your boat that you have to like almost make a jump without any safety net in order Mm. to try something and I kind of feel like I was like wow he just hit it perfectly because that's exactly what it was like I moved there I had to teach myself everything I had to find a job I had to learn a whole new city I didn't have that safety net of my mom and my family and my friends so I had to really get in touch with myself so it was probably like the next level of me working on that skill set you know I already had I already knew who I was I already knew where my boundaries were but then it was almost like me um, growing a little bit more because you had to just eat by yourself. You had to go to a movie by yourself. You had to, you know, so it was a really, it was a really great retrospective time for me because I really learned a lot about myself and so many people don't spend enough time with themselves. And I think that's why they're, they're in a relationship or they're around their people. So they don't really have to have that time to really do self-development. So for me, I think that was one of the greatest things. And I was so young when I did it and I had no regrets. Mm. So yeah, that was the be- that was a great thing. Man, I think it's it's so great, and, and you talk like about something that like again, I think it's so important. Be with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. of course, it's nice to have the people around us happy. Right. But if you right. are not happy, how you can make anybody happy? That's a great point. Exactly. Yes, because I think that's what so many people think. I think 
happiness is another thing I'm obsessed with. Hmm. And I think of, that's another thing that people have confused. They think Please. happiness is people or stuff or things or accomplishments, but really happiness is just, it's a feeling internally. And when you can kind of tap into it, then all the other things are better, you know? So I think that's where a lot of people have to kind of like figure themselves out a little bit too. Yeah. They're approaching happiness from the wrong way. That's one of the things I really try to, I'm trying to help people learn. Cause I think when you can unlock these little, little, um, it's almost like unlocking these cages that were, are, our emotions or our feelings or our processes are in like these paths or these cages. And that's why I'm always trying to break open, open. the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand completely what you feel. Do you think that uh, part of our uh, happiness come for finding our purpose, our meaning in life? Do you believe in that? I, I do. I do believe. I think that, um, it doesn't always have to be like something big. Like people are like, what's your purpose? And so we'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like I want to save the world. It's like, no, like your purpose doesn't have to be something huge. It could just be like make, doing things that make you happy or living by your own creed or like it's, it can be very simple. Um, I think for me, I think people and happiness has kind of always been my purpose. I've always hmm. been somebody that likes to solve problems. I've always been a mediator. I've never liked anybody to be mad or fighting. I've always been someone that wants to kind of bring people together instead of tearing people apart. Yes. Um, so I think that's always been something in me. And I think the choices I've made in my life have, have built that skill set, like being a bartender. You know, that's your job is to try to make people happy when they come in, if they're having a bad day. It's to make this person and this person meet each other and get to, you know, like you're kind of like a, a little like cook back there. And you're like, Oh, this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so and you do this and you do this. Oh, maybe you guys would like each other and like kind of make an environment. So I think that everybody can find their purpose in different ways. It doesn't have to be huge. No, no. Yeah. You, and you are so right. Like it's sometimes like, yeah, okay. You can have, uh, I mean, if you are a doctor or something, but you have a purpose of saving somebody's life. But sometimes just like you were saying, sharing your message, like can be in the stage, making mm -hmm. somebody laugh like you do or yeah. behind the bar or yeah. me with this podcast mm -hmm. exactly I, yes for sure i totally agree with you and um what what do you think it's if you can give me advice if the people are too afraid of uh trying something new because they are still inside of the box what yes. will be your advi your advice i just think that like don't look at the fear of what might go wrong. <laughs> look at the excitement of my, what might go right. It's just little switches like that in your brain. It's just positive reinforcement. Maybe if you have a lot of negative people around you, don't tell them what you want to do because they're going to tell you how bad it's going to be or that it's not going to be right. So just keep it to yourself. Write it down and then say, I'm going to set a date that I'm going to do it. You know, and then, and then you, because you don't know, it could be an amazing opportunity that you prevented yourself from having. It can unlock so many other things. So you're, you're not allowing yourself to even see if it could have happened because you're already talking yourself out of it. It's like when you answer your own question, like with a no, you know, it's like some people have um, an inner dialogue with themselves. They have both sides of the conversation and then they make the decision. It's like, but you didn't even ask the other person. You just decided what they were going to say. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's so true. No, no, no. Like it's sometimes when we are in, like you are saying, like when we are in the discussion, I'm not listening to you. I'm already waiting for the moment to put my argument in the game. It's not 
you know, it's more like right. a monologue than a dialogue. I think. Yes, hundred percent. And the thing is, for me personally, I mean, I'm still just, a, I'm still a bartender. Like, I'm not like, you know, uh, I don't have like a big, big house or like a lot of stuff, and I don't have, I'm not a multi-book seller. But the thing is, I have life experience, which I think everybody has. And I think sometimes sharing your life experience might be a light bulb moment for somebody else. And that's why we should. It doesn't matter who, how successful or, or who, where someone's at in their life. It's what they have to give. Mm-hmm. And if you have a story to tell or you've learned something, you owe it to people to share that because it might be an unlocking for somebody else to get them out of that box. And I can say for me, every time I push myself and done something that other people told me was crazy or what are you talking about? it's actually opened up a door of another amazing opportunity for me, or it's opened up my heart or my mind to happiness. So all I can say is like, you might just be holding yourself back and you might be, you know, you might be taking your own happiness away from yourself. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's, it's, you are so right. And in the last point, you are so right because sometimes it's not the other people that are limiting ourselves. It's us that we are limiting ourselves like it's it's like we create the box sometimes just because like i i I wait one year to do this podcast because there was better podcasts in the air like there is you know like that negative talk that we all all of us we 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 have i think like you are so right let me talk let me ask you about what are the three p's what they mean oh the three p's for me Exactly. Um, I have a lot. I, P's are like my favorite word. I think I have a lot of them. But like, I think when 2020 started, I, in January, I made a post and I said, my, my two P's for uh, 2020 were positivity and productivity. And that's kind of funny that I said that in 2020, because look at what 2020 has become. It's been a year of like, have we needed positivity? And it's been really a big push for people to be productive because everything's been kind of wiped out. And people have had to really push themselves. So it's kind of funny because it has been a year of both of those things for me in different ways. But I would say in general, my three P's would be people, positivity, and persistence. And the reason those are my three P's is I'm a people person. Um, as, as something about people that they give me an energy. It's almost like they're my, they're my drug of choice. Like there's something about talking to another person that it just it gets something going in you having a conversation or finding a connection to people. Um, positivity is really important to me because I feel like there's way too much negativity. Mm. So it's the more positivity that can be pushed in to kind of push it out would be great. Mm-hmm. And then persistence. Um, I've always been a very persistent person ever since I was a little kid. I'm kind of wired differently than most people. Most people think like, oh, I can't do that. I always have been the opposite of like, why can't I? I've always thought I can do anything if I just put my mind to it. So I think that's a big, that's a big P for me, persistence. And just the way that you see that, I will not say the problem or just the way that you see the situation. Why can't I like? Right, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, you just have to almost like get like like your own cheerleader inside you. Like it's almost like self-talk. You know, like no one's going to cheer for you. So I always say you have to cheer for yourself. So if you tell yourself in the back of your mind, why can't I be the business owner? Why can't I blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just how I've always, I say it like that until I almost believe it. And then it'll push me to do it. Because if you say it to yourself enough, you'd be like, yeah, just try it. 
And then if it doesn't work out, you're like, oh, I didn't want to, I'll, I'll figure it out or I'll, I'll keep getting better at it, you know? But at least you tried. And when, the, when you look back, it's so much better to be like, oh, wow, I did that at that age or I did that at that age. You know what I mean? There were so many things that mm-hmm. I put myself out there for that other people wouldn't. And so when I tell people, like, and I feel like sometimes, God, I feel like I've lived so many lives when I have to go back and think of so many different things that I've done, but it's because I take chances, you know? Yeah. And that's what's fun. Yeah. No, no, I'm totally, I'm like you. I, I, yeah, I understand you. I like, and sometimes I have one sentence writing in my body that it asks. So tell me, boy, did you live 1000 days or one day, 1000 times? Ooh, I love that. It's from Wayne Dyer. I don't know. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the day a thousand times is like, it's complacency. It's like just doing the same thing over and over again. We get in those cycles. Yeah. That's, that's a powerful one. I love that one. And uh, it's a positive just to remind us. Yes. How do we want to live for me? I totally agree with you. I will. Now I want to ask you, like, I, I already see your energy and I feel it. Even if you are in Boston and me in Berlin, I feel it like <laughs> your positivity, it, it can transcend. Uh, how do you describe your mindset? Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I think um, I'm kind of like a, like a two, two-sided personality, you know, like they have, they talk like Jekyll Hyde. I'm not Jekyll Hyde, but like I have a very positive mindset, but I also have a very realistic mindset. So I think they kind of work really well together. I don't, um, some positive people are very like, oh, like I, I meditate in the morning and I journal and I, I just don't, I have like a very fast brain that doesn't have the, I can't really center myself mm. like that. I try, but it's not really my skill set. But there's something about the buzz of my brain and my positivity that mixed together that it works well for me. So I would say um, I'm someone who's an optimist, I'm, I'm an internal optimist but I've also been through tough things. So I'm also a realist. So it's kind of a weird, a weird dynamic. So like yeah. a lot of times when you follow my information or you follow my page, you'll see a lot of like, Oh my God, go get it. And then it's like, shut the fuck up and don't tell me what to do. It's just like the way I am. And I think that if you can be positive and also be in reality, it's almost like it's a superpower because you understand the good and the bad. Uh, the, you know, uh, hard days and good days. So it's kind of like what you need to have both of those aspects to really make it through life. Like we see right now with what's going on in 2020 with coronavirus, it's knocked a lot of people down. It's changed people's careers. It's, it's, it's really tested a lot of people's ment- mental, mental toughness and, and challenges. Like I'm a people person. It was a huge challenge for me. I had to adapt to talking through a screen where I'm used to like high fives and hugs. So, um, the fact that I have my positive mindset helps me go forward. But the fact that I'm re- realistic, it also helps me kind of be able to per- put all the information that comes at us in perspective. Wow. So that's. <laughs> no. And, and it's, it's, I, I can like almost visualize. It's like you have a balloon pulling you up, but you have like something put you, your feet in the ground. So it's like balancing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, and it's kind of weird because I think that's what so many people make the mistake of. Like, that's why one day, the other day, I said, you can be kind, you can be nice, but don't be a doormat. I think you need both of those sides. And I think that's what we're not explaining to people. I think when you look at a lot of people, when you follow them or you read somebody's book, it's all like, you know, like, 
Oh, and it's, so you think that that person just walks on clouds and everything's great. And it's just like, well, I mean, yeah, because you make those clouds for yourself. But like when, when the one cloud pours water on your head, you know to just grab an umbrella and be like, well, this isn't going to last forever. You, you know, things like that. Exactly. So I think that's what people have to try to understand. It's okay to have um, a little bit of both, you know? And I think, I think mindset is something that if it's not your strongest point, you mm. can increase it. You can improve it. And I think the way people can do that is what you put around it. Mm. So that's when you have to tie into like, what are, you, what are you listening to? Who are you talking to? What are you hanging around with? That's going to be the first key. If your mindset isn't right, that's the first key you're going to do is change your surroundings or change what you're putting into your mind. Because that's what's going to, that's what's going to grow in it. I, I think it's a great, 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 great advice, man. Like, like, it is like just just man if, if if it's not strong or if it's something that you want to work it surround yourself for someone that you want to become you know like right uh, yes i totally agree with you and uh, uh you touch uh, in the corona uh, subject which advice do you will give to the people uh to pass this time mentally speaking if you if yeah i think i think one of the things I encourage more people to do is I, I think people have to ask more questions and, and, and research more for themselves. First of all, I think if you listen to news and echo chambers, you're going to just, you're going to be, I don't know. I don't like the mental state of complete fear. Like I think caution is important, but fear it's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health. It, it's bad for your immune system. So I think that with all this stuff that's coming at you, you almost have to guard yourself and almost like put it away and then focus on what you can control, which is control like relationships with your loved ones, relationship with yourself, um, trying to read something good, trying to get up out of the bed in the morning and do something positive. If you're still on lockdown, then you have to sit there and find a way to make yourself or your own routine. You've got to get some type of sanity going for yourself in this insane situation we're in. I mean, like, I don't know how long people can really handle uh, like their lives being disrupted. I mean, 30 days, 60 days, great. But when it gets to be like six months, seven months, what is it going to be three years? People just don't have the mental capacity. To, I mean, I'm a positive person and I went through a little phase and I was kind of like, I'm like really like, I went through a couple of weeks and I was like, I was just angry and frustrated and sick of it all. You know what I mean? And I just feel like everyone's going to have that point, feel it, deal with it and then try to find a way to reset yourself or pause and try to like get yourself going again. Cause you have to control what you can do for yourself. You can't control the situation that's around you. And we're, we really have no control over this as what we can see. So mm -hmm. I think um, you just have to find whatever works for you to get through it exactly. and help your friends get through it too. Like when you can pull yourself out, try to pull your friends with you because a lot of people are at different phases right now, but I don't like fear. I think fear is very, fear brings a lot of badness. I, I just not a big fan of fear. Tell me, a little like bit. Tell me a little bit more about it, please. Why, why, what do you mean? Because fear is one of those things that it can either hold you back or can propel you forward. So if we're teaching everybody to be fearful, we're teaching them not to live. Like we're people, like we live, we, we have other people in our lives where we have feelings, we have emotions. And if fear sets in, there's something that'll do to your psyche that it'll stop you from everything you're supposed to be doing. 
because you're going to be afraid to leave your host. You're going to be afraid to do the things you used to do. So then what happens, you're not really living. You're just existing. And that is complete murder to me. I don't want to exist. I want to live. So for me, I would rather, I, I would rather live my life and, 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 and touch a, you know, touch a hot, hot plate or, you know what I mean? Like I would rather feel the stuff or, or deal with it than not deal with it at all. And I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's a good lesson to teach people because mm -hmm. it seems like they're, they're, they've adapted. Like when I watch, like, um, going back to work was really interesting for me going back after being home for a couple months, just watch mm -hmm. the way people are thinking or, or the way people feel about when they go out or, or who's, who's a, you know what I mean? Like you can just see the different, the different levels of what it's done to people. Mm -hmm. Well, you know? what are the big difference that you see? I think there's some people that are cautious, but still want to live. And I think mm. there's some people that want to live, but they're afraid to live. So like in, in Boston, you can be inside or outside. Like we had a patio season for the summer, but mm. now it's getting chilly. And I mean, it gets really cold. Like it's not just like brisk, it's windy <laughs> in Massachusetts. So like, you know, last night was only 50 degrees, but it was super windy, but a lot of people aren't comfortable going inside. So they just don't go out. You know what I mean? But I, think that there's a problem with that in a way because we need human connection. Mm -hmm. So I, I really worry about the long ripple effects of not having human connection. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people um, just really afraid. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I, if I like this whole afraid thing. Yeah, I think well, caution's good. I think education's good. But I think that there's been a lot of misinformation. I think now everybody's so confused and now everyone's like kind of locked into one it's almost like everyone's like a mental prison at the moment. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, we got to figure something out. We got to help yeah. people a little bit. Yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> but no, it, no, and I, I love it. I love it. I love it because it's true. Because like, if you live with fear, it's like you said it, it's not living, you are surviving, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, it's just like, how do you get, it's like, it's really hard to get yourself out of the bed. I, like that goes against everything you're trying to do. Fear is like, I don't, oh, it's just such a bad thing to push on people, in my opinion. And it you know? is, it is. And yeah, like you say, after like you, you should be informed, try to, to search the information or the persons that give you the information. Right. Or be open to listen to different, I think that that's what the problem is with people today. They're not open to try to listen. Hmm. Like you've got to like listen. And then if you don't agree with it, go back and research it. Maybe you might learn something. Maybe you might learn something about something you didn't know, a topic you didn't know. Um, you might find an author you didn't know, or you might find a person who has a podcast. And you're like, wow, I didn't really, I've never heard of that person. Wow, they have such great information. You know, if you just close yourself off to one information line, you're not allowing yourself to really develop yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, your own brain. Like you have a brain. And you're allowed to have your own opinions. So challenge things a little bit. Ask questions once in a while. It's only going to, if you don't ask questions or you don't challenge people or yourself, then you're not really growing and living, you know? That's my opinion. I just think that you get, I'm a curious person. I always have been. I always want to know why. This has always been a problem. Like why, why, and why can't that be? Or how can you fix it? Or or what, what's the long-term effect of it, you know? And, and that's what I just feel like. So I've always been a curious person. And I, I, I yeah, I, I'm with you <laughs> on that. I'm also a curious person. And that's why I, we are here because like, I'm curious to know about like 
more and more about you. And I, I read one, uh, one sentence that you put in your uh, Instagram that it says, we will never get to, uh, you will never get to your destiny following, following someone else's path. Can we talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that um, there's such a process in life to do like the certain way. You know, you go to school, you do this, you get, you know what I mean? I think there's such mm -hmm. a pressure. And a lot of it comes from either your parents wanting to be like respected by their friends or their peers, or they feel like those are the things that make them successful. I don't know where it comes from. I always say there's like this thing called the book of bullshit. I don't know who wrote it, but everyone follows it. I don't know why. Um, and so I've always been someone that always likes to take a different path. I've never wanted to do what everybody else does. So I think that there's something beautiful about taking your own path and because you learn a lot more that way. Maybe you hit a bump, you know, maybe you got a flat tire, but you know, it's your, it's your journey and it's going to get you to your life and your destination. If you're following what somebody else is doing, you're not going where you are trying to go. You're going where you think everybody else is going. So I think that that's one of the biggest problems of today's society. You look at social media, you look at your friends, you look at people that live in a certain neighborhood and like, what did you get for grades? And what did you, you know what I mean? Like all these little things that we judge on. But I, I said to my niece one time when she was in high school, she was really a good student. She was getting ready for college and she was so freaked out. Mm. And I go, oh my God, you know what they're going to ask you next year in college? She goes, what? I go, what you got in, you know, 12th grade, like math. And she goes, are you serious? I go, no, nobody fucking cares. Like, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> We have people thinking that these things that are not important are the most important things, right? And the mm -hmm. thing that is important, we tell them it doesn't matter. And I'm like, that is such a messed up mindset. What matters is what matters to you. What matters is what you like. What matters is what feels right to you. And if you can learn to do what feels right to you, your path is going to be interesting and you're going to be on the right journey. Otherwise, you get to reprogram that whole journey that you went through that wasn't even the right one for you. And it's now be annoying. You are so true because it's like they write a, a, a book that everybody has to, it's like everybody has to follow the same book. Everybody yeah. has to do the, sh the right. same chapter. And we are all, yeah. all different, you know? Right, right. And you know, not everybody's supposed to do the same thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 49. And so hmm. when we went to school, when I was a kid, you know, you would take a little test and aptitude test to see what job would be good for you. Um, you know, not every kid was really good in school. So some kids would go and work with their hands. Some kids would go to college, some kids would go to business. And we really went away from that in America. And I don't know why, because then it got to be like this whole thing. If you worked with your hands, you were, you were dumb which I don't know, understand what that means, because you can fix shit. You, you, you make, in, in Massachusetts, you make a lot of money if you know how to like do any of the trades. So I don't know why we push people away from that, because it doesn't take you a college degree to get it. It actually makes you ahead of the game. You have no loans, no debt, and you're making money by the time you're 19. I don't understand why we went away from that. So for me, um, as a parent, I'm a mother. My son's 17. And I had to like, I tried to raise my son the way my mother did. Uh, my son has some different learning styles than the other kids. He's a genius. He does things his own way, but he doesn't really do well in traditional school. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of, um, every year, I had to get rid of the book of bullshit when it came to parenting. You know? Yes. He wasn't going to do certain things that everybody else's kid was going to do. He didn't like sports. He's a boy. It was like, oh my God, he doesn't play sports. Nope, he doesn't play sports. But he makes amazing things with Legos and creates all these great things. 
So the thing is, is as a parent, you have to let go of your own ego and you have to find out what makes my child happy. And if you can help your child tap into what that works for them, you're going to save them hopefully years of trying to figure all this out as an adulthood because you allow them to kind of go into what works for them and you're actually helping them start off the right way because they're allowing themselves to find themselves, do what they're passionate about, taste a lot of different things and not worry about what everybody else thinks. So when it came to high school for him, it wasn't really the right fit for him. So we just do our own thing at home and then he'll get an equivalent, he'll get the GED, which is like your high school equivalency. And then he can go on whatever he wants to do. But to me, I didn't think those four years of being in high school, trying to fit into that path was the best mm -hmm. use of his time. Exactly. You know, because he, he loves to research, he loves to learn, but he loves to learn what he wants to learn. But, he, exactly. but he's always teaching himself. So you got to let him find his, his, his way. And it's, I love, I love because it's like, I'm seeing like yourself doing what your, your mother did with you. Like just continuing right. the cycle, you know, yes. like it's, and I love that. It's like, because it's, it should be like that. And like, I was taught like you, like for me, I was still in the box. Like you go to the school, you go to university and yeah, but I didn't, you know, I did mm -hmm. it because I had to do, but I don't use it anymore. So what yeah. was the point? Just, you know? Yeah. And I think there's so many kids that I watch going to college and I'm like, when I hear what they're studying, I'm like, what are you going to do with that? And they don't even know. And I'm like, well, what's the point of them going if they don't know what they want to do? Like, let them find out what they gravitate to. It'll save everybody money and time. And then maybe they'll actually be passionate about something, you know? So I think that's what's interesting. I think, I think it's really hard to let go of the, um, the traditional path. I mm -hmm. think so many people are already on it. They really have a hard time pushing off of it. But I, I for me, it's never been my, my thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not as hard for me to get off of it. But I, I try to encourage other people to like, like, it's okay to take a left or a right. Like, it's okay. Like, there's so much traffic that way. Anyhow, get off for a little bit. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Because, but sometimes I, I completely understand. Sometimes it's quite difficult because if you see everybody going to the right, like you were saying. Yeah. Man, you don't want to take the left, you know? It's, man, yeah. well, what is in the left, you know? Like, mm, nobody did that pad. It's, maybe it's more difficult, you know? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. yes, yeah, yes, but difficult. But I think that's what's exciting. Difficulty brings growth. Difficulty exactly. brings lessons. And I think that's what we've gotten away from. Like, go for mm -hmm. the difficult. It's okay. You'll, you're going to come out bigger and stronger. Or you're going to come out a little bit more powerful than the person that did it. Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things i'm glad that i've had a lot of losses in my early years okay. because it it makes you it makes you kind of not care about those things so then you almost like it's okay like you're like yeah, all right great you i don't have anything you don't have anything who cares like what, whatever like it's you know it's an equaling thing exactly. but if you if you worry about those things and you have to hold on to those things mm -hmm. so then sometimes that puts you in a whole nother path because now you're trying to have all these I don't know, all this stuff. Jonah's life, yeah. Yeah, like they keep it up with the Joneses. Like I always said that, I said to Gary, that was giving me my book title, Fuck the Joneses, because I always said this when I was a little girl, because my mom would be like, what do the neighbors think? I'm like, who cares what the neighbors think? They don't pay my bills. So it's always been something that I've never really, I've never really cared, because I'm like, because I had friends that grew up in a rich neighborhood, and I worked in, I lived in a working class neighborhood and everybody always tried to make you feel less because you came from a lower class neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, 
But I'm, I'm a person. What does it matter what my zip code is? So to me, that's always been something that's been con I've been conscious of. Like, you can't, don't get yourself so caught up in like a zip code or a car or a house or, or where you're at in social stature because it could go like that tomorrow. Like, like when a business goes under, right? That was, that was who you thought you were. If you played sports and you blow out your knee, now you're not an athlete. So you better work on that, like you. Because that's, that's going to be with you no matter what you have or don't have. No, but it's, you are so right. And we, you are so right because sometimes we are just like, and this year came to show that, you know, like, <laughs> no, man, you don't have nothing. You think that business that you, you spent 10 years working, it's... It's gone. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You are so right, man. <laughs> let, let me ask you now, what is the role of comedy in your life? Um, I've always been a funny kid. I've always been an entertainer. I was always, you know, making my mother laugh and, and um, imitating different people on TV from when I was a little girl. I think I grew up in a generation that there was a lot of funny people on TV. Hmm. Um, there was a lot of sketch comedy shows when I was a kid. Uh, you know, back when I was young, you only had like six channels. There's a YouTube and all this different stuff. So you had to kind of watch what was on there. And so I would watch the Lucille Ball show for hours and she was just so damn funny and like Carol Burnett. And I would just thought like, I, I just loved laughter because there's something about laughter that makes you feel alive. And it's a, it's a great medicine. You know what I mean? Like, especially in times like this. So laughter can hide, helps you with tough things. It helps you with funny things, good things. It can be used in so many different ways to ex express um, and, and help you work through things. So I've always been a funny kid, always been imitating different characters and, and entertaining and um, being behind the bar. I'm always like cracking jokes or just saying sassy things or just off the, you know, off the wall stuff to make people chuckle and uh, to just watch people kind of laugh. It's addictive, you know, like mm -hmm. it's just, it, you feel something, it makes them feel something. And, and, and there's a lot of medical, um, medical information about what laughter does for you. Mm -hmm. All positive amazing it's good for your blood pressure it's good for your immune system it's, it's i did a whole whole post about it recently because um i actually got to perform again recently i haven't performed you know for like all of like six months and um that's why i kind of want to get back that's why i jumped onto a stage going back to what we were talking about earlier about facing fears i had no training i had no idea i just said i came up with like two funny jokes my husband looked at me like what do you mean you're gonna go do comedy and um, I put my name on an open mic and I just jumped up there. I went like two of my friends came with me and I just jumped up there and tried it out. I had no idea what I was going to do. And people chuckled and I was like, all right. And I had some things that I wanted to talk about or make people lighten up about because the world was so intense. Mm -hmm. Like three years ago when I first started, like it was two and a half years ago. And I was like, God, everyone's so intense. They need to lighten up and laugh. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if I can just bring a couple topics up and mm -hmm. make people think differently, or make people chuckle, then that I'm, I'm good. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to be the funniest. And and it's just been a really great experience. And that's another thing going back to just just try. What's the big deal? You know? No, yeah. no, man. It's just like just sometimes like making somebody laugh. It will make you feel good. Like just giving, you will take back. Like mm -hmm. 
Uh, now I want to ask you, like, can you tell me, just for curiosity, some stories in, in the bar, some funny stories or some that you want to share with me? Oh, God, there's, there's just so many, you know, like, you just have funny stuff that happens. Um, humans in general are interesting. You never know what people are going to do. And then when you add alcohol to it, I mean, <laughs> you never know. You can have really funny, fun times where, you know, um, I can remember one time there was one of the Olympics was on. And Paul McCartney was singing, um, Hey Jude. And just out of nowhere, when he got to like the refrain, the whole entire bar just started singing like, na, 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 na. And I was like, it was, it was almost like, I wish I got a video camera. I'm like, this is so fucking cool. It's like, nobody told anybody. They just all started singing it all together. And was like, wow, that was a really cool experience. Um, I've also had like, I've worked in rough places where I've seen fights. Mm. Um, I've been in the middle of breaking fights up between guys. Um, you see couples have fights. It's just like, you're just involved in so many wacky things and you never know what's going to happen. Uh -huh. um, I do a lot of, I do a lot of jokes about the difference between men and women in bars because, you know, when I was younger, um, you know, guys would be like, you know, saying like sexual things to you. And I just, I, I just razz them right back. A lot of times I, I'm smiley, I'm small and I'm a girl. So a lot of guys will come in and they think that they're going to have, like, they're going to like, you know, mm -hmm. tell me how it's gonna go, or they're gonna intimidate me, and then I'm kind of like, oh, bitch, I make your drink. <laughs> you better be nice to me. You're not gonna get anything. So it's just stuff like that. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> I, I just love it, though. I, it's just mm. there's just, and that's the thing that's been so hard about going back to work. It's just like mm. uh, we're not behind the bar anymore. You're not allowed mm -hmm. to sit at the bar. So it's been like, oh, it's been such an adjustment for me because I'm so used to just like you know, high five, like, you know, what's up, uh, you know, and everyone just getting everybody going, um, or playing fun music at the end of the night, where we kind of turn into like our own little pri private party, like my bar is a small neighborhood bar, and we know everybody, so at the end of the night, it becomes like, it becomes like a, you know, yeah, we just be kind of like, we get like dialogue going, and everybody starts like chat chatting about like, your boyfriend did this, oh no, blah, 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 your girlfriend did this, and I'm like, man, this is, you know, I always give everybody advice, so I, that's a lot of the fun stuff I say, but, um, it's just funny. I mean, you, you just see God, so many different scenarios. Like we sell popcorn, like we give out popcorn at my mm -hmm. bar and you know, every time you put it down, people just all stop throwing and try to catch it in somebody's mouth. And you're just like, what? like, sometimes I just like look at people like in, um, since coronavirus happened, when I came back to work, it's almost like I've had to train people how to be humans again okay. because they've been in their house and they forgot like their skill sets, like, hi. Thank you. Yes. No. Okay. You know what I mean? So exactly. it, it's just, uh, it's fun. It's fun. And, and you just meet so many interesting people on a nightly basis. Man, and it's no, and it's, I'm imagine sometimes you are there and like you are giving, you are a therapist some days. I like, like, yes. I imagine like it's, I really, really like the idea. Now I wanted to ask you a little bit something yeah. uh, more not serious, but uh, deep. What is your definition of uh, success? Success. Ooh, okay. That is a great one. <clears throat> I think success, <clears throat> that's another one that I think is twisted in everybody's okay. brain. I think everybody thinks success is reaching stature and stuff. And I think success to me is living a life that when you get up in the morning, you're proud of, and when you go to bed at night, you're happy with the decisions you made. To me, that is what success is. To, uh, for me, um, 
uh, success for me is that I'm Kristen. Uh, I make choices that I like. Uh, I have the people in my life. And that's to me what my success is. I don't measure it by what I have around me. I measure it by who I have around me and um, how I live my life. That, that, because I, I just think that life is simple. I think we overcomplicate every friggin' word that is out there, in my opinion. And I think that if people could just learn to be successful because, you know, they're happy with what they have instead of what they don't have, if they're, I think if we change what success is, I think it'd be different for other people. Now I have, I think there's a difference between success and goals. You hmm. know, I have short-term goals, I have personal goals, and then I have long-term like grandioso goals. So hmm. for me, like I, I'm always growing and I'm always striving for things. But when I go to bed at night, if I'm, if, if I feel like I have, I feel like I have a lot and I feel like I've accomplished a lot because I live, I live a very simplistic um, mode, a uh, model of what, what I want out of life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, so it's, to me, I feel like I am successful I, now to somebody else's, uh, you know, stature, they might be like, she's a bartender. Uh, she doesn't own her own house. She rents, like maybe that's not successful to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's, that goes back to everybody else has their own vision of what success is. And, and like just to, no, and exactly. And sometimes, um, the way that you express yourself, it's better than the words. Because if you, like, you you are happiness, you know? Like, you don't need to say that you are happy to show that you are a happy person, you know? Sometimes you right. need to prove, I need to have the car and the, the house to mm-hmm. prove that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sometimes, and it goes around again, like you said, it like sometimes just spend time with you to understand, like, oh, Yeah, I mean, because to me, it's never been about like, you know, when my parents got divorced, we had a big house and we went to a small bedroom, small two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And my mom always made our house feel so homey. So for me, it was to me that our family was so tight. My mom and my three sisters, like, you know, we were like a unit. <laughs> and I think just those things are what were my values for me, um, just having them and, and making good choices. Like my mom was always about making good choices and, and, you know, living, you know, uh, you know, make a choice, but have a consequence. She would always say to us, you know, you have to make choices in life. When you get up in the morning, you got to look in the mirror and you have to like who looks back at you. The first day that you don't like who looks back at you, you made a wrong turn. And I'm like, my mom said that when I was a little girl. And that's just like, and my mom's little words just sat with me. So my whole life, I've made choices kind of based on like, does this work for me? Does this not work for me? So I always, I always kind of had a two steps ahead and I don't drink. So I'm a bartender, but I don't drink. So I feel like there's a clarity in my life because, you know, I'm not gonna, um, I have nothing to, to lean on, mm-hmm. you know, where somebody might go home and have a glass of wine. Somebody else might go home and, you know, smoke a joint, whatever they might mm-hmm. do. I don't have that. So when mm-hmm. I get home, I have to kind of like digest what the day was, uh, mm-hmm. what didn't go well, what went well. I got to find a way to kind of process it and then, and then move forward with it. So I think when I'm, I might not have a journal, but I journal in my own head. Like, okay, how was my day? What do I want? Like, you know, so it's just different for me. And then I think when my husband and I got married, we had a fire. We lost a lot of stuff. So I think for me, I've had so many different things in my life where I've lost things mm. that I've learned that it's not about the things. It's about the people and yourself. So I think it's just made me approach life differently because I've been like, well, so who cares if I have all this stuff? It can be gone tomorrow. So I, it's never been my priority, you yeah. know? 
can we go a little bit deep on that in, in about yeah. the fire i know mm-hmm. i was uh, researching a little bit but uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that and which lessons did you took from that Yeah, so we were um, we were newly, like we were married and it was a really tough year. Like my husband and I went through a lot of things early on in our relationship that wasn't about us. The world just threw everything at us. And it was like, are you guys going to be able to make it or not? So we really learned how to t- like tap in as a team. Um and that that same year we had just sold our house. We were renting in a beautiful apartment in a big Victorian home and had like five apartments in it. Um that January he had a, a work injury. He's in construction. He fell seven feet and shattered both his wrists. So he had two broken wrists. So we were dealing with that overwhelming thing. Um, it was a March blizzard. It was like one of those beautiful March days that this crazy blizzard came in and put 15 inches of snow down. We were about to go to bed. And he said, do you hear that noise? And when he opened the front door to our apartment, we were like on the top floor. We had like a skylight. Black smoke just came pouring in. The lady downstairs had left a candle burning and fell asleep and it just set the whole house in flames. So we went running out of our house and we just sat there and watched and 15 inches of snow up to our knees, just everything burning down. And it was kind of like, it, it's so surreal. First of all, I don't understand how firefighters do that job because the smell of the smoke was just insane. And um, we were just, you know, we were newly married. Uh, we had just sold our house. We were going through all these different things and just, he just got wiped out. And it was a really great thing because at first we were angry. And then like we had a couple days, like we kind of sat back and that night he goes, you know what? We lost stuff. We still have each other. And I was like, that's great. And then I took a day off. And then the second day I went back to work as a bartender. And I was like, how are you back at work? And I was like, well, I got to rebuild. Like, what am I going to do? Sit home and blah. like, yeah, my shit burnt. Like it's gone. Like there's no, I can't do anything about it. All I can do now is go back to work, you know, and, and rebuild it and take it as a lesson. And so for me, I think it was a, a great lesson. I was only like 20, we were like in our early twenties when it happened. And, you know, we were grateful. Like we snuck back in and we found a couple of things that we couldn't believe got saved. It was the things that saved were bizarre. Like our wedding album and all my photos were in a bucket and the ceiling tiles from the, um, the roof fell on top of it and they don't burn. So my husband moved it. He found our, our, our wedding album and some photos. It was unbelievable. Like we found like a couple of trinkets that he got out of there and then he, he couldn't go back in, but we got a couple of things out of there. But um, it just kind of makes you think. And I think that's what so many people don't realize. They, they are so worried about all this stuff and all these things and they don't realize that like it can be gone in a second and what you do from there is going to be the deciding factor. So I think that's, that's one of the things that we've been through a lot of those little scenarios and we've mm-hmm. just learned how to kind of, um, we take it as a lesson, and, but you get to like, especially in a relationship, you've got to lean on each other instead mm-hmm. of letting it tear you apart. And I think too many people let the tough times or the money problems or tragedy, um, it can, it can wreak havoc on a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I'd sometimes I think you got to either like say, are we going to work through this together and push through it? Or are we going to let it tear us apart and then, and then deal with it? So mm-hmm. we were lucky that we worked through it together. And exactly. Yeah. No, because sometimes it's easier to point the finger saying that is you or, you know, or yeah. the opposite way around instead of like mm-hmm. trying to work as a team. And like, I loved like, like in the second day, I'm going to work. Like, <laughs> what? It's what you like, because you live, like you are saying, like, it's, it's what, what is in my, in my control? What can I rebuild? Right. Ba-boom. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't control certain things. You you can only control how you react to it or or, or what you can do around it. 
And I think that, and I think that's why when coronavirus happened, I felt the need to try to help people push through because mm -hmm. I felt like I'd been tested a few times. So I was like, all right, um, this is what I know. This is what I've been through. I, if I can help you guys, you know, stay positive, make you laugh, um, make you smile a little bit, then, Hey, at least I can help you brighten your day a little bit. So that's what I've been trying to do for people going through these times. And for sure. And I think it's like, yeah. man, if you can help one person, I think it's already mission accomplished. Yeah, I totally, that's exactly how I feel. Exactly. Quite true. Now the next yeah. question I wanted, because I okay. think it comes with, a, with as a segue, uh, what is the yeah. legacy that you want to leave behind? Oh, that's a great one. I always love that because, uh, you know, going back to stuff, I always, mm -hmm. I always, I, I love, I always think about, um, how when people die, right? You know, that's when your legacy, right? People, people are gonna line up to talk about you and they're gonna say, oh, I always remember that Kristen did this or Kristen did that. And I think so many people have to remind themselves that when you do die, mm -hmm. you know, what will your legacy be? Such a great question. Like, cause I just don't know if you know this, but your, your house and all those beautiful shoes and your car aren't gonna come and stop at your casket. They just fucking can't, they're inanimate objects. So I, I would first of all, I, one of my favorite uh, quotes is, um, people not possessions. So I think that people need to understand that people are more of a priority, not the possessions. So for me, um, I always hope that someday when I die, um, that people aren't crying, that people are laughing and remembering like the funny things that I said or, <clears throat> or sharing inspirational stories of what I gave to them. And I'm hoping that that's what my legacy is, that someone says, wow, you know, I was having a bad day and I caught Kristen said this and it, it would really change my mind or it changed my thought process on something. That is what I want. I want to have a legacy of, of um, inspiring people to be themselves and find happiness and just the simplicity of life. And if, if that would be the legacy that I hope. I, I, I love re realness. I love authenticity. I love individuality, originality. They're all things that we've pushed away from so i'm trying to bring those back and and help people learn that and i hope that's the legacy that i leave for other people that they said you know what because of kristen i tried or because of kristen um i i i decided that i i was good enough or that i you know being myself was mm -hmm. the best gift that i could be that's the gift that i would love to give to people just yeah i said fuck it's already like no it's it's a difficult mission first of all because it's like you're saying we are <laughs> And we are still inside of the box, but like somebody has to 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 come with a with a positive power, you know exactly yeah. positive over, like slash this shit out like we have yeah. to and uh tell me a little bit more about how is the book uh yeah, so the book has been oh God, I have so many notebooks in my house, like my brain is insane okay. um, I am like a think tank, I have all these ideas in my head, but I have a hard time getting them on paper. Mm -hmm. And that's what I originally I was going to try to do during coronavirus before I started doing Instagram live show. Um, so the book is kind of like, it's kind of a mission. It's mm -hmm. my mission is happiness and individuality. So I really feel like so many people spend their whole life trying to be somebody else when the real gift is being themselves. So that's kind of the mission, mission of the book is to kind of write from my personal experiences. Um, a lot of books are written like, oh, I do this. And this is going to make you do this. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, I don't, it's not what I do. Mm -hmm. It's what you, do. and I really want to write a book that makes people say, I can do this. 
um, and, and from hearing certain stories, but then letting them, let them decide how they're going to do it or let them take that journey. That's kind of what I want to try to write a book, um, inspiring people to kind of go on their own journey for themselves. Don't do what I do. Mm-hmm. Don't do what he does or she does because they're not you. You're you. And I want them to really figure that out. So I want to kind of spread happiness with a little bit of um, simplicity and realness and then tap into your own personal gift. Because I think a lot of people um, don't realize how powerful they are or how special they are. You know, they just don't, they don't look at themselves like that because they spend too much time looking at others, you know? So that's what I kind of want to write. No, and, and you are so right, you know, and you, you are so right. Like, yeah, sometimes we spend too much time looking to outside, like, uh, instead of looking, uh, uh, what is good about me? What should I be grateful right. for? You know, like, right. you know, like, and how do you think that we can, like, again, start to changing that kind of mindset of, of instead of looking outside, start to looking to, to, towards the inside? I think it starts with like maybe writing a list of things that you like about yourself and you don't like about yourself. Everybody has them. You know, like, God, I wish I was, I God, like, why do you like the person that you follow? Like if you follow somebody that you follow on Instagram or you read somebody's books and you love like Jay Shetty, Mel Robbins, Gary Vee, like whoever you like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. person speaks to you, what do you like about them? Or what do you like about their message? Mm-hmm. And what do you have inside yourself that you have that's similar? And what would you like to improve about yourself that could make you more like that? Or, or, you know what I mean? So then you kind of look at like what you want and what you like, and then what you don't like. So when you can sit there and reflect on like what's not right in you, then you have a game plan. Hey, like I'm a little bit quiet. I overthink things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to try new things. I'm complacent. Um, um, I'm not, I'm shy. I'm not a good speaker. Those are all things that you can improve, that you, who you are, but then there's things about you that are great. Like maybe, maybe like I'm caring, I'm loving, I'm kind, um, um, I, I love animals, or, or I, I, I'm a draw, I, I draw, I, I write, I, I'm a poet. You can have all these other skill sets, right, that make you amazing. So you have to give yourself credit for what's good about you, understand what you don't, what you want to improve, and then get a game plan and fix it. So that's kind of one of the things I do at the bar. I'll have somebody sit down in front of me and they're, they're a little bit depressed or they're creative, but they don't believe in themselves. And I'd be like, yeah, oh my God, make a page on Instagram, share your art. Like I will try to cheer people on till they cheer for themselves. They just need that boost sometimes to say, no, you're amazing. Oh my God. Why isn't people, why don't you mm-hmm. share that song? Why don't you share that whatever? Or why don't you put yourself out there? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or why, or why you allow yourself to have that, that pain, like whatever, if you're depressed, get to the root, find that root, solve that root so that you can be free. You know, a lot of it's just like little tweaks and then it can flow faster, but so many people are locked. So that's what I try to, when I'm at the bar, it's almost like a quick, you know, it is. The jugular. It is. you know what I mean? He's like, I only have a few minutes with you. So I kind of like, I get to the room, be like, holy shit, how did you just do that in 15 minutes? I've been in therapy for like five years. And I'm like, because I'm not a therapist. Like, I'm not going to say, how did that make you feel? I'm going to, hey, that's crazy. But why do you fucking do that? If that person is doing this to you, they're not the right person. Mm-hmm. Cut them and move on. Mm-hmm. It's simple. If yeah. somebody's bad energy for you, they're bad energy for you. You have to choose yourself, simplistically. Yeah. So people just don't want to make certain little choices that mm-hmm. can just unlock so many little things for them. Yeah. 
because they don't want to fix it or or they don't believe the person's bad or you know they don't believe mm-hmm. that they can do things but you gotta just your gut is telling you your gut is right and if your gut's telling you that this person isn't right for you listen to your gut don't try to fix it for five years just get out and move on you'll save yourself so much aggravation no no you are no man you are so right it's like sometimes we just like i don't know if it's comfort zone we just are like we stay like we already know that person we already know that it it doesn't treat as well but it's life you know like but like our gut say like just distance ourselves but like yeah yeah it's something difficult that we have to work daily i think you, you are so right Well, that goes back in relationships. It goes back to complacency, right? We were talking about earlier about like living mm-hmm. or just existing, so, right? So I think I think life is too short. If you're in a relationship that doesn't fulfill you, and I and I think so many people could go through this process before they waste their time getting married. I think that's why so many marriages don't work out right because they're not honest about what they really want because they want to get married. Going back to that whole book of bullshit, but you're supposed to marry the person that when you get up in the morning, it's the first person you want to talk to when you go to bed, it's the last person you want to speak to. When you find that right person, there's nothing else is going to matter. Like, you know what I mean? It's a connection. And I think that if more people could just um, be honest with themselves, right? Or just like say, hey, I don't want to exist. Like I always said like, it's a, I don't know, it's a rite of passage being young, going for bad people. Like, I don't know, you go with bad relationships when you're young, it's kind of a process. Oh, you date a jerk or you date a bitchy girl, whatever. But I always said, if you could have the good relationship first, you would never tolerate the less. Exactly. But that's the way the world works. You have to go through all the shit and then you meet the good person, right? Because you have to like go through it. So I think that's a lot of things within in life in general. I think that if we um, went through the process that we could understand what's really, what, what life you could really have, mm-hmm. you wouldn't allow yourself to live a half a life because you would realize what an amazing life you could be having. It's... And it's so true. Like, no, no, it is. And it is. And, and if you say, like, and sometimes we just need that person that tells us that, like you are saying now, like, you know, just put us in the reality. Yeah, man, I'm too good for that person or I'm too good for this job. It doesn't matter what, what kind of thing. Or it doesn't fulfill my soul. Sometimes exactly. you want the less, like, you know, to me, like, okay, so I could probably be like, I could probably be really good in sales. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not really the right fit for me personally. So I like still staying behind the bar, being on the front lines with the people. It fulfills me because there's a connection that I get to meet. Like I can make more money, uh, maybe social stature. I'd look to more, I'd, I'd maybe get a little bit more credibility if I wanted to speak someplace because I was a sales rep for blah, blah, blah. And I sold a million dollars of blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, but you know what? How much money I sell on a, on a weekly basis. I'm selling a product that's eight to $12. And um, I'm working four nights a week, right? And I'm selling a quarter of a million dollars in sales, right? I'm still a reputable salesperson. I'm sell, I, you know, because part of being a bartender is not only selling the product, but it's also making people want to come in and hang out with you. So that's actually, that's actually putting asses in seats. So when I, you know, that's why I originally started doing comedy because when I want to get into speaking, everybody's like, well, you're a bartender. What are you going to speak about? And I'm like, I'm going to speak about life. What are you talking about? Like, I'm on the front lines of human beings. I have my pulse on society. What are you telling me? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I can actually put asses in seats on a nightly basis. I uh-huh. actually talk to people on a nightly basis. And then when I started doing comedy, it's the same thing. And that's why I went into comedy because I thought it would be a great way to kind of work on storytelling and 
and, you know, thinking off the top of your head and really, you know, if you can make people like shut up while they're drinking in an open mic, then you know that you can probably hold, the, hold, the, uh, hold an audience of a, a couple hundred people in a room, so. No, I saw some of the videos and they were quite funny. I saw it in your channel Thank in you. YouTube. They were quite funny, man. No, Thank and you. it's like, and sometimes it's like you were saying before, just people, sometimes they are too tense. They just need to chill yeah. out, man. Chill, yeah. chill the fuck out, you know, just relax, enjoy it now, you know, like. Yes, yeah. It's so Love important. That. And like, like okay. you were saying, like being in the present and being grateful for what you have, just don't, I think it's important having goals. Right. But yep, absolutely. Be grateful for the persons that you have around, like you were absolutely. saying. Absolutely, totally agree. Let uh, totally. some more new projects that you have that you want to share with us, with me, and the um, listeners. I'm gonna be releasing a podcast of my own soon, so I'm pretty excited about that. So that's gonna be fun. Um, I've learned a lot doing the um, the Instagram live <clears throat> over the past couple of months. Uh, when I was home during quarantine, I was doing it five nights a week for like four months almost. And then when I went back to work in end of June, I started keeping it at least on Wednesday. So I really had a lot of fun with that. And, uh, and now I'm uh, going to be releasing my own podcast soon. I want to get that up and running. And then I'm hoping to finally sit down and try to get these thoughts out of my head and try to start working on that book. I, I really think that I would love to be at a house something like a hand people and let them read it and, and see, see what they, what they think of it and uh, try to just help people tap into their own superpowers and uh and, and just be a happier person and i think it's it's great like to end up one last question what is your best tip uh to make the world a better place Ooh, i think it goes back to just not having to be too big of a process you just have the power simplistically to be a good person um to give give into the world what you want to receive back and try to rise above the bad people and try to still be given the good. I think there's so many people getting so focused on what's not right or, or I, it's so opposite of what we say. We say, be kind. We say, be caring. We say, don't, we say not, don't be ugly. But then if you look on social media where there's so many people just being ugly, thinking they can say whatever they want mm -hmm. and that doesn't really benefit anybody. So I always say, stop, think before you send or type. Because that's a, that's a process of your starting more. That's more of what you're putting out. So think of what you're putting out in the world. Is that what you want to receive back? So I think it doesn't have to be, you don't have to solve all the world's problems. But just little steps every day can make the world a better place by reaching out to a friend, being a compassionate li listening ear to somebody, a simple hi, um, and, and maybe saying something nice to somebody once in a while it's unbelievable how you never know where somebody else is at in their life and you know even sometimes like when i get a customer that's in a bad mood or mm -hmm. quiet i always try to read them and see if maybe they're going through something and try to open up a conversation because i might be that only person that's going to see that person that day so if i could have helped them i might have stopped somebody from even having a you know maybe making a bad choice or mm -hmm. maybe letting them know that somebody's cares and I think that's just what it comes down to. They can just be little things of just caring um, and just being a, a nice person. It's really not that hard. It doesn't cost mm. anything to be nice. Like they always say, being kind is free, you know? So just smile, say hello. That can really make somebody's day. It's really not that hard. Man, and, and, and you are so true. And like now more than ever, I see like 
going to your body it's not like going to a body it's like going to a therapy you know like i see it like if you are bad man you will go out there you work with a smile and it's like it's what it seems and i love that idea like it's it's not just a client it's a person that is in the other side it's it's so important yes right and that's in everything like people are people like on the other side of that screen when you're going to type that thing that's a person it's not a screen it's a person so just think would i say this to that person's face would i say this to my friend and would i even say this to my enemy i mean really think a little bit before you 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 text it's really not that hard you know what i mean like words can hurt you know a punch hurts too but words words are hurtful because they sit there and you can reread it over and over again so just think about that you know i think i think everybody can do a little bit of a better job about that a lot of people pointing fingers and a lot of people blaming but they don't really look back in the mirror at themselves Uh, yeah normal here we say like when you point your finger you have at least three pointing at you so yeah like and what we give it's what we receive like if you are giving eight what you expect to receive right yeah exactly 100 yeah the same like uh to end up now uh books or podcasts because you were saying about putting some positivity in your life that you mm-hmm. want to advise me me to me and to the listeners and viewers yeah can you God, um there's a lot of them out there um i lot listen to some i listen to different ones for different reasons um mm-hmm. of course gary because uh you know, he always fires me up and, and, uh, he has a lot of great, I have a very similar mindset. So I love listening to him. So I love his podcast. Um, I like Joe Rogan too, because I like to listen to like, he has a lot of interesting guests and I like hearing different people that have, um, different mindsets sometimes or open my brain to things I didn't know about. Um, I like, um, I think, uh, what's his name? I think it's Donald Mallet. Mallard, uh, it's the, the story brand podcast. I like that because as I'm telling stories and thinking of having my own podcast and writing a book, um, there's a lot of really great information on that, on like how to find your, um, your mission statement. So anybody that's starting a business, I think okay. he's like, or, 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 um, has a business, he's really great at helping you with your, like, you know, understanding the story behind your business. Um, God, there's a lot of different ones that I like, um, books. I'm better at listening to them than actually reading because I, you know, I'm, my brain is not the, um, the slowest. I will say I did read Russ, Russ the Rapper's book. Um, I think it's called It's All in Your Head. I liked that book. It's a simple read, but it was really great because um, he has a similar mindset. Like he doesn't care what other people think. He's just himself. And he really talked about how he believed in himself and did it his own way, hmm. which uh, I saw him on Gary V and I was like, I was like, what he did with his music I was like, yes, that's how I kind of want to build like my book and, 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 and my, my personal brand kind of not having to do it how everybody else does it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that if you believe that you have a message or you have something to give to people. If you just keep giving, eventually the path will open up for you. So uh, that's a couple of different, a uh, couple of things that I can think of off the top of my head. You know, I, I don't know if No, it isn't. Like you said it also. And like, give, give, give and have, ask yeah. it. It will come also. Sometimes you don't need to ask. <laughs> it's just, right, but, right. That's what I was saying. Because it's like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going with what my heart and my gut tells me. And I feel like I'm just building things slowly. And I, I can take my time. I'm getting to know a lot of amazing people. People are getting to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm building a rapport and a, and a, and a, and a trust with people. And, and I meet interesting people like you that reach out to me to say, hey, come on. And I, I, enjoy, I enjoy doing other people's podcasts because I've learned a lot about podcasting. I've probably been on multiple people's. 
And I don't think you have to rush. I think everyone's in such a damn rush. I am taking my time. Whatever's meant to be will be. This journey will take its journey. The path will open up how whatever is supposed to come out of it will come out of it. And um, I'm just enjoying meeting interesting people, sharing really cool stories and telling stories and, and, and trying to just brighten other people's days and, and, uh, and, and sharing information and, and opening people's minds to think a little bit differently once in a while. And it's no, and it's like if again, like you are so right, touching in another point, like don't rush, just enjoy it. Now, what is the best way if the people want to contact you? What is the best way to, to do it? Oh, uh, it's uh, right now my Instagram is Kristen being Kristen K R I S T I N being K R I S T I N. Um, that's the best way to that's where I do most of my content, and that's where all the other announcements will be. Um, some of my comedy is on the same name on my youtube channel uh a lot more stuff will be going on there once the podcast comes out and uh yeah so i'm just gonna just keep uh sharing that information and uh on my instagram page i i do a live instagram live every wednesday night from seven to eight with a variety of different types of uh guests each week and then on fridays i do a fun rant called um are you fucking kidding me fridays it's just a funny little um I take different news stories and things that I think are silly and I just kind of make people chuckle going into the weekend. So that's yeah. another thing that I do. I think it's awesome. Christian, <laughs> once again, thank you so much for the opportunity. Guys, don't forget to go to visit Christian Instagram and the rest of the social media and don't forget to follow us in all the social media. Christian, thank, once again, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.